Welcome to Valaf Beach Stuttgart Americana, an American-based English language fan podcast covering everything we know, which may not be much about Valaf Beach Stuttgart. My name is Travis. You can reach me at Hazelfish. And in part one today, co-hosts Jeff and Austin, as always, will join me to break down the 1-1 one, one draw at Eintracht Frankfurt for Match Day 24. In part two, we're extremely lucky to have Amanda from EFC Indy, an Indianapolis-based supporters group for Eintracht Frankfurt, talk to us about the match and the state of her club. Then part three, we are going to break down what we think is going to happen next weekend with the other Bundesliga matches with our predictions. That's our plan for today. Thanks so much for joining us. Let's get started. Welcome to Val FB Stuttgart Americana, where our views are unofficial, uninformed, and oftentimes unprepared. With me, as always, are Austin and Jeff. Austin, how are we doing today? Good. How are you doing? Pretty good. And Jeff, how are we? I'm doing well. Austin, you look very professional with that headset on, by the way. Well, <laughs> I, that I, all about? well I have problems hearing. And so... Okay. And I try not to listen to you guys. So this forces <laughs> me to have to actually listen to what you guys say. Yeah, wow. we, yeah we aren't quite ready for uh, the actual visual uh, mm-hmm. conference or meeting yet, which I'm sure everybody's actually happy about not having to look at us. But Austin is decked out. Looks like he's landing some planes somewhere. So he looks, he looks ready to go today. Um, <laughs> speaking of ready to go today, uh, Congratulations, Jeff. Uh, your Hennis pulled out a late draw. So that's got to be making you feel pretty good. It does. <laughs> it, 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 it should. <clears throat> you know, based on how we played, I guess I should be happy with the draw. I mean, it, it looked like we were going to lose that game. But my God, I mean, how many times can we get the ball down the field and just have when we're in open play, we've got no idea how to score a goal unless their goalie screws up like he did. <laughs> yeah. I, sh- I should be thankful for the draw, I guess. When I wake up tomorrow, I probably will be. Mm. Yeah, I just here's, felt here's, like here's we need to get three points against teams. We need to get three points yeah. against. Yeah, we'll we'll talk we'll talk all about the uh, that game later in the predictions here. Um, and Austin, rough week for you though, huh? Look, here, here's what I'm convinced happened is. You know, Nagelsmann went up to strike before the game and said, hey, look, buddy, take one for the lead. You know, if you lose, you're going to be comfortably mid-table. Nobody cares. You're going to be fine. You know, we're in this championship run. You, I, everybody in the world outside of Byron doesn't want to see him to win another championship. So just just take the loss here. Yeah, and, all right. Yeah, so, and, so you – and by the by the looks of the first goal that they scored in the 41st minute, uh, they, they were giving this one away from them from that point on. Yeah, if, if there's any two coaches that look like they hang out a lot, it's Strike <laughs> and Nagelsmann. I could definitely see see that going. But uh, speaking of a rough week, so it was, we go into uh, match day thir- uh, 23 here. Uh, Stuttgart traveled up to Frankfurt for the match. I listened to uh, the Hey Eintracht uh, podcast going into the match, and 
you know, they had a, a bit of a rough week. They had lost to Bremen the week before. They've got some. Bremen's cool. tough. Yeah, Bremen's. <laughs> yes, Bremen is tough. Uh, they had some uh, upper management issues. Freddie Bovich, who is their sporting director, is walking away. He's been there since 2016. So they, they had a bit of a, a rough week uh, going into this match against Stuttgart, where for me, as a Stuttgart fan, is this week was just talking about different perspectives. As a Stuttgart fan, it is very rare where you go into a match feeling good, uh, where you're feeling confident, where you're safely mid-table, and the results, you can actually just enjoy the game. So that was kind of my expectation going into this. I'm going to enjoy this game. These are two high-powered offenses. There's going to be goals all over the place. Uh, not really expected to win, but let's just have some fun. So as a Stuttgart supporter, that was kind of a big, nice start to my weekend is just going in, feeling good um, about the game. Um, as the game started, my, those were my expectations. Going to be a lot of offense, going to be a lot of fun. Uh, what about you guys? Any expectations on, on this one going in? Awesome. Well, you know what? I honestly, same as you, Travis, and I try to convince you if you weren't otherwise convinced that Stuttgart is <clears throat> solidly mid-table and not going anywhere. They're not going to get relegated, even though I'm pretty sure you sent a text later in the day telling me that, God, we're only six points behind the relegation battle. I did. You're like six points <laughs> above the relegation battle. So please, I don't want to hear that again, number one. Number two is, it, it was a very, uh, it was a fun game to watch. And I think, like you said, you got two offenses that can score at will. And I think it was, you had anticipated an up and down games, exactly what it was. Um, I think the draw, I think Frankfurt was probably a little bit better on the pitch, but the draw was, I think, a fair result. It was a fun game to watch. And I think that, you know, like I said, without having expectations to having to win the game or, um, you know, the, the, uh, you know, if a lost man, oh my gosh, we're going to look at us tumble down. I think your, your entire fan club anticipated maybe a loss that draws a good result, which is what you got. So yeah, it was fair. I think it was a fun game to watch. And I think the one, one score was, was, was fair. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, Oz, what about you? Well, going into it, um, my big thought was I wanted to see how Stuttgart would game game plan against uh, Silva and cost it. And and on the flip side, I wanted to, I was wanting to see how Frankfurt would game plan against this new budding duo of Sosa and Sosa. And so that was, that was my thoughts going into it. I wanted to see how that played out. Yeah, I was I was excited for the game. Uh, the first half was up and down. I mean, for a zero zero score at the half, I don't think you get much more exciting uh, game. And the only big lineup change, they put in Koulibaly for Castro, which I was a little surprised surprised at. Uh, Koulibaly is a fun player to watch. He is all over the pitch. There are times where I think uh, he doesn't know the plays or the offense, but he just kind of goes and causes havoc. Um, that was the only big change. I thought the first five minutes of the game kind of dictated what was going to happen. Because uh, in the first five minutes of the game, you had Kostic going down the one wing and crossing into the box. And then just seconds later, you had Sosa going down the one wing, crossing into the box. That's kind of the bread and butter for both these teams. And we saw a lot of that as the game uh, went on. The thing that really struck me, and get your guys' thoughts on this, is watching Frankfurt. And I know they're fourth on the table. Um, they're one of the hottest teams in, in, in Germany right now. They looked, the word I keep using is robust. They looked thick. They, they looked like varsity kids 
versus JV kids. I mean, they just, whether it was uh, Kostic or Jovic or uh, who was there, the defensive guy who played hockey, Hinterrager, they just look thick. And watching them play, um, they're offensively skilled, they're defensively skilled. Uh, I'm guessing you're pretty sore after playing those guys. That was one of the big takeaways, Jeff, I took from that is just how robust and big these dudes are. Yeah, you know, I thought for a second that you guys were playing Frankfurt's rugby team. I mean, they were just thick around the neck, <laughs> solid guys. But, and that being said, but they've got, they're fast too. Guys, big guys, fast guys. I'm like, this is, size-wise, you're completely overmatched. I mean, I mean, you know, Sauce looks like a tennis player out there compared to those guys. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that. they're a whole different, like you said, I think varsity versus university is a pretty good assessment of that. Yeah, yeah, and Austin is, you know, the second half, I, they played some pretty, like, rugby. It was pretty solid physical defense. I have only seen Silas uh, mad. That was the first time ever I saw him actually get in another player's face where he was kind of angry. Um, he was getting fouled, and then they started to foul back, and the game got kind of uh, kind of testy there, you know, testy there for a bit. Um as we go into the second half, though, I, I remember I, I texted you guys, and Dino Mavropanos has a great chance, a great chance on goal, misses the header, and I think I texted you, too, and I was like, okay, here it comes, because you got to take care of those opportunities. Sure enough, Frankfurt marches down the field, Kostic has a great goal, or Austin, is it a goal? Uh, you know what? It depends what the bar said, and and apparently it was not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, we could talk about this the entire segment. I, <laughs> based on the rules, I will say this: based on the rules, that was not a goal. He, he was barely, barely offsides. And 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 granted, I mean, he scored the goal five passes after he was barely, barely offsides. It was a great goal. Um, but you know, the rules, the rules, I just, I happen to not like it. I mean, it was, it was probably with the VAR and drew that line, I think maybe an inch or two outside that line. So he was offsides technically, you know, didn't seem to argue the call. I mean, what are you going to do about it? But, um, I, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. If it's barely offsides, four or five passes later, the goal scored. In my opinion, you got you got to count the goal. But you know what? Like you said, though, the, the rules are the rules. And, and according to the rules, it was a correct call. I just didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I think I saw, you know, notice it right away. Jovic was offsides. I mean, and a lot of times I think you can really tell how good or bad a call is by the reaction of the players. And I don't recall the Frankfurt players flipping out when that goal was reversed. And I think that yeah. kind of says – says it all that being said if var didn't exist and that goal stood i wouldn't have been too upset about it it was that close um but it was it talking about a range of emotion so then austin just minutes later so you have the maverponus ponus miss then you have mm -hmm. the constant goal overruled and then just minutes after that an emotional swing you have kemp hitting a long ball to sasa Klygic, he gets his leg out. He's a great chest pass to himself, I guess. And then gets the ball out, sticks a leg out, gets the first goal. Um, that kid, we talk about Austin. We talk about this kid, Sasa Klygic, all the time. And he scored, I think, six straight goals. 
in six straight games. It's nuts. It's crazy. Yeah. It's amazing. And you could tell after he scored the goal, even he, when he was still on the ground, even he looked around and was like, yeah, I guess it went in. <laughs> I know. So, so yeah, it, it was, again, it, it was a Sosa type cross. I mean, it wasn't Sosa obviously, but man, it was almost, almost on point in the crossing from Stuttgart lately has been pretty, pretty well played. Yeah, it was, I mean, that he is being linked to Leipzig, I believe. And I was, mm-hmm. the rumored fee was somewhat around 15 to 17 million. Ay, ay, ay. I mean, no thanks for that. But so my my hands aren't even down from the air celebrating like I just don't care. And then like 45 <laughs> seconds later, um, maybe a little bit longer. It didn't seem very long. Frankfurt marches down the field. Kostic, Jeff, was that goal almost identical to the one that was overturned? Uh, the, the actual goal was the place he's on the pitch and the, the dribble ball to the corner of the pocket was the absolute mirror image of the goal that didn't count. But did you mm-hmm. know, look on Kostic's face? That guy was gonna—he was gonna score a goal. I mean, you weren't gonna hold him back. That guy was—he's he, just a beast, and he had that. You know, they should have been up one to nothing. Now they're down one to nothing. It's a two-goal swing, and you just saw like he, I'm gonna score a goal today. You're not gonna stop him from scoring a goal today. I mean, it wasn't like a fantastic shot, but it's perfectly placed. I mean, he just—he got the spot. He can get it through. He got through the wicket and and found the corner pocket and. <laughs> I tied it up within it seemed like 30, 40 seconds. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. Yeah, it was crazy. I know I'm kind of interested with your guys' take on this. Um, so Kosic used to play for Stuttgart. Then when we got relegated the first time, he went to Hamburg. And I think they either got relegated or almost relegated. And then he goes to Frankfurt. And at Frankfurt, he's really found a home. Um, there were some Stuttgart fans, I think, who were a little upset that Kosic celebrated as much as he did after the goal. I was not one of them. He's a couple teams removed from being at Stuttgart. Um, I was fine with it, but I'm curious with your guys' take. Austin, start with you. I guess it's bad form to celebrate, I guess, over the top if you score against one of your former clubs. I didn't have a problem with Kostic doing what he did. What about you? Uh, I didn't have a problem with it. I mean, and the only thing that I had a problem with is the fact that Stuttgart had a problem with it. I mean, you got to be happy for you know, former players. I mean, I, I don't know on what terms he left the team, but I mean, you, you always got to be happy for the guys that go out there and do well. And, and quite honestly, don't these guys play for, you know, three, four, five, six teams throughout their career. After a while, you forget who you played for. <laughs> I don't think he's, I don't think he's got, you know, loyalty to the Stuttgart fans or the team. I mean, he was there for, yeah, probably a couple of seasons, but these guys move around so much. You gotta sell sometime. I, I don't. I don't see Cautious being a, a Stuttgart guy. You know what I mean? No, that's fair. Yeah, I didn't. I, I, didn't have, I guess it's kind of one of the unwritten rules. Uh, you're not supposed to do too much, but um, I. He's a bit of a mercenary. When we were relegated the first time, he said very upfront, "I'm out of here. I'm not going to play in the second division." Um, so I think there was some bad blood there, but it wasn't like he came up through the youth system. Um, it wasn't like he'd been there forever. And it's been a number of years since he played there. So I wasn't too, too upset about it. But what I was upset about is, so from that goal, the next 20 minutes or so, the, it just seemed like Frankfurt was peppering the Stuttgart uh, half of the field, the goal. By the end of the game, the shots were 20 shots to eight. Um, 
I wouldn't be surprised if 19 of those shots came from the 70 minute on. Um, I was getting nervous as could be. And when all was said and done, when we got the one, one draw, I would take that all day long. Uh, so, Jeff, start with you. One, one, fair result or lucky result? No, I think it's a fair result. I mean, it, like, well, okay. It's a little bit lucky that goal was called back, but like we talked about, it was a good callback. And I think the result was fair, but I mean, how many times we've been watching a game with five minutes to go, you're like, Hey, listen, blow the whistle. Give me <laughs> zero minutes of injury time. I mean, and then of course you're now you're at extra time and it's just the clocks and the move. So super slow. You're like, okay, blow the, it's the game's over. Cause they were just starting to pepper the goal. <laughs> this is going to end. I know that's, this is going to end. Like, I think it's going to end. We're going to go down two to one, but no, I think it's that, but that was see that Stuttgart of old though would have given up a goal there. Not the guard. No, no, no. <laughs> that's true. Not the solidly mid table out of relegation zones Stuttgart. So foreign. Yeah, Not yeah used I mean, to it. I mean, give give Kovo credit at at you know the last twenty minutes or so. I mean, he he kept a couple out. Um, yeah, I I think it was fair because as the game started, you know, it seemed like Frankfurt and Stuttgart were kind of evenly matched or kind of playing at the same level. And I don't know about you guys, but around the 30, 30 minute mark, my my feed cut out for about five minutes uh, and my screen just went blue and I'm, and I'm convinced that the people that run from the TV got them all together, got the kids together and said, Hey, look, we got people watching this game. You guys need to pick it up. <laughs> and, and and my feet came back and all of a sudden there was more energy. I mean, the, the guys were running a little bit harder and, but in the end, I think it was a fair result. I mean, Sasha Sasha got his goal. So, I mean, what more can you ask for? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, I think uh, Godzilla, who was one of the moderators on the uh, Stuttgart Reddit page, put in there that he was going to celebrate this 1-1 draw like it was a win. Because honestly, it felt like it felt like a win. Even though we were up a goal, uh, you know what? Getting a 1-1 draw at Frankfurt against a team that is in the form that they're in, I'll take that all day long. Speaking of Frankfurt, we are now going to go on to part two. We're going to talk to Amanda from uh efc indy and when we return we'll get our predictions for the following week so stay tuned all right welcome we are with amanda from uh efc indy an indianapolis-based supporters group uh we had some banter Saturday, kind of going back and forth as uh, Stuttgart traveled to Frankfurt, short trip to uh, for match day. I believe it was 30, uh, 33. Um, Amanda, going into this this match, you guys had won, I think, four of your last five. You're one of the hottest teams in the Bundesliga. Uh, coming off that loss, though, to uh, to Bremen, what were your expectations or your thoughts going into this one? Yeah, I think, you know, we came off of that high of beating Bayern, and uh, a lot of people talk about how, you know, it's pretty typical that, that a team will go and beat Bayern and then lose their very next match, which is exactly what we did. And um, <laughs> I, I think, you know, facing, facing Bremen, uh, it hurt certainly to lose, but uh, you know, at some point the streak's got to end. We were the highest team in, in 2021, even uh, after that match, uh, earning the most points, of course, even over Bayern, which always, always feels very good. <laughs> um, 
and it, it didn't it did help a little bit you know being an american fan of the bundesliga that it was josh Sargent that scored that scored one of the goals against us hmm. um so that stung i guess the tiniest bit less but then going into the match against stuttgart you know we have the third and fourth best attacking teams in the league so we knew it was going to be a, a different match and i think um we did have a couple of injuries um a couple of small injuries going into it but the the bench looked pretty good um we had some new uh not some new faces, but kind of some returning faces. Mm -hmm. uh, Ragnar Aka was back on the bench, as was uh, Jetro Willems, which was which was good to see. Um, Jovic got the start again, and so it was really just you know it was going to be two strong attacking fronts against each other. So I was excited. I was kind of thinking there would be um, looking at the initial lineups and knowing you know obviously there were two strong attacking teams that we would have um, maybe one or two more goals. Oh yeah. Uh, which we did have that goal called back by a fingernail. Oh man, <laughs> that, one, that one hurt. But uh, no, I think I think overall the the first match, uh, the first half was a little um, a little uh, frustrating for both teams. Mm -hmm. Some little bit of slippage on the pitch, some missed passes for both teams, and just couldn't quite give the goalkeeper a real challenge for either team. But the second half definitely came out, and I, th I think overall it was a good match. Oh yeah, I thought. Yeah, my expectations for us going into this was I was really looking forward to this one. Two very high-profile offenses going at it. Um, just like you said, two of the top scoring teams in the league. Uh, Frankfurt, it, it's always scary to play a team after an unexpected loss. So I was a little worried playing you guys um, mm. after the Bremen game. Um, we had kind of taken care of our business against Schalke, against Cologne. So I was feeling pretty good. Yeah. And as a Stuttgart fan, it is so rare for us to have a match that the season isn't writing on it. It's <laughs> during my fandom. Uh, yeah. every, everything always seems to matter. So it was so refreshing going into this match. We're 10th on the table. We're pretty secure. And just to go and enjoy it as a fan. And I was really looking mm -hmm. forward to this. I'm like you. I thought there were going to be goals galore in, in this game. And um, that was my expectation was just to see two big offenses go at it, uh, have some fun in this match. Um, the thing that struck me, the first five minutes, uh, you had Kostic down the wing, as he is prone to do. Uh, cross and then you had Sosa down the wing as he is prone to do cross <laughs> it seemed like the first five minutes was like all right this is what the next 85 minutes is going to be these two teams yep. yeah. down the field, <laughs> cross 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 um, the thing that struck me about Frankfurt is they are just robust um, and by that I mean most of your players are thick <laughs> it's like watching the varsity yeah. versus the JV uh, Stuttgart looked fast they looked agile they looked technical um, but whether it was Hinteregger or Silver or Jovic or Kostic, who I'm familiar with, they looked thick. I mean, they looked like they were the, uh, the adults <laughs> in this game. They just, they looked strong. Um, they didn't take a, I thought the one story about, I think it was Hinteregger, is a, he has a hockey background, I believe. Yeah, they, so that was kind of interesting that they mentioned that. There's normally um, me and a couple of, uh, you know, Frankfurt supporters here in India, we always joke about how, you can't go a match without the commentator mentioning either Hinty being a helicopter pilot or teaching himself the accordion. And it was a nice refresher that this match, they brought up him playing, at, he played ice hockey, uh, <laughs> uh, which you can definitely, definitely see on the pitch. Hinty is, um, he's a very, very strong player. There was at one point uh, in the first half, um, I think it was in the first half, they said, uh, I want to say it was maybe on a corner kick uh, that Stuttgart had, where they said that, uh, uh, it was one of the offensive players, of course, from Stuttgart. That they said that he uh, bullied Hinteregger, and that is not something you hear very often at all. 
and you yeah. beat Hinterager physically, and that's just not something that you hear very often at all. So we definitely have, we definitely have a lot of physically strong, fit players. I mean, you look at, um, you know, like Eamon Yunes, for example. Um, he lost a, uh, he lost a battle uh, a little bit higher up on the pitch. Uh, I think it was on the left wing later in the second half, I think. And mm-hmm. you saw him just, I mean, just absolute frustration. And he's a short guy. I mean, in the first half, I think it was Kostic had a cross from the left. I can't remember if it was a cross or off of a corner. And Eamon had a header on target. It ended up being a, a pretty casual save. Um, but, uh, you know, he's not, he's not a tall guy. Um, and we, we don't have a lot of super you know, super tall players. I mean, Jovic and Kostic are both, I would say, of average height where you have um, uh, Kalajic, yeah. uh, correct? Um, <laughs> Kalajic, yeah. Seven? I think yeah, he's growing so, every game. Yeah. yeah, we're definitely a physically strong team. And he's still only, what, he's 21, 22? Yeah, his story is nuts. Yeah, he's 6'6". Six, so, six, uh, he's a young kid. Um, yeah, that was the thing that struck me about uh, Frankfurt is just how robust uh, – you guys were across the pitch and it was a physical game. I mean, I don't, I don't think Stuttgart is usually mm-hmm. used it to was. Playing, playing that. Um, yeah. The, our referee definitely let a little more go than usual. It seems. But yeah. Uh, and I have not what? seen Silas. Three or four yellow cards in the match. Yeah. There was two yeah. early, two early on uh, Frankfurt and then. On uh, Frankfurt. Yeah. Then, <laughs> and then there were two almost immediately when the second half started on Stuttgart, uh, two of our offensive players, uh, and then Kulabali. Uh, it was interesting because uh, you mm-hmm. could tell that uh, Silas was giving uh, Frankfurt some trouble. But I, in two years watching Silas Wamangatuka play, that is the first match where I've ever seen him get upset, angry at another player. And it was just kind of a testament. And I can understand that. <laughs> yeah, it was just a testament to the physicality of that match. So the first half I thought was just really entertaining. Zero-zero, uh, mm-hmm. but still really entertaining up and down match. And then the second half starts up. And Mavroponis uh, missed. He had a great chance on it. I believe it was a corner. Oh, the header. Oh, it was a beautiful. He hasn't scored a goal yet. He's a big guy. He's a robust defender as well. On loan from Arsenal. He, and, he just recently came on loan to you guys, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So I think it, it's, we just got him. Um, and uh, he's really kind of grown into the position. He very physical and a lot of yellow cards, but he's kind of matured mm-hmm. a bit had a great chance. And I was texting my buddies during that, right after that, I was like, all right, let's see what happens in the next five minutes, because that's the chance right there. And then sure enough, not a minute or two later, uh, we have what looks like the goal. Take us through that. Um, turned out not to be. Oh man, that was no. And it was off by, by a hair on the buildup. And so, you know, the, the play goes in, it was a little bit of, um, I think we had four or five forward. There was quite a few, uh, jerseys of, of both sides uh, just outside and just inside the box and it went from uh, the right of the field to the left of the field I think in three or four touches and that that second touch in he was just a hair just a hair offside and it was a beautiful goal from Kostic I mean he hasn't had a lot of goals this this uh, this season uh, has had actually had very few I think that'll be his oh third goal maybe okay uh, of the season um would have been, of course. Ah. And so then, of course, you know, they go, they're getting ready. And then we hear, we're waiting for the whistle. And then, oh, no, VAR. <laughs> and we're like, what could it be? And the announcer says, maybe, of course, obviously, maybe in the buildup. And and they pull up the, um, you know, I'm sitting I'm sitting on the couch watching, hold, holding my pillow, you know, so emotional, like we were talking about uh, before we started recording. And and uh, they call it offside in the buildup. And it just, you look at the replay, and 
you know, VAR did what VAR is supposed to do and, and he was offside and, but, oh man, that one, that one, that one hurt a lot. Cause it was, you know, Kostic has really been, uh, he's really been great for us this season, the past couple of seasons, and you want to see him do well and, you know, mm-hmm. have rewards directly for himself. And he's been involved in, I think, seven, eight goals um, already this year, which was super great and to see him score one for himself. And then to see that get called yeah. back uh, really hurt. But of course, later in the match, uh, it all even out. Yeah, I was watching with you know my buddies, and um, as soon as it happened, I was like, okay, you know, it was a deserved goal. And um, then as soon as I saw, I was like, wait a minute, I think he's offside. Jo- Jovic, I believe, right? Yeah, I believe he's offside. And yes, my buddies and I, we've gotten into conversations about VAR. It's like, ah, boy, that as a Stuttgart fan, I was like, yeah, it's offside. It's so close. Yeah. It's you. Yep. Can, you could see like if they didn't have VAR, you would understand that goal standing. Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah. It, it didn't. So that, boy, it's a tough one to swallow. Was it, was it the right call? Yeah. Was it, boy, you could see as a Frankfurt supporter being like, Oh, come on. What's going on. Yeah. And, and it was, again, it's, it's, you know, VAR did what they were supposed to do and it was a good call. And, but hmm. for it to have been that close <laughs> and for it to have been Costage that scored the goal. And it was a beautiful goal. I mean, oh, you know, placed yeah. on the, on the far post and, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, then yeah, that one hurt. Still and probably. then just minutes later, uh, there was a kind of a break and play. Kemp mm-hmm. gets the ball, heads down, just basically launches the ball down the pitch, uh, and uh, sure enough, you know, Kalajic, who is six foot six, uh, does a great uh, chest bounce to himself, gets control of it, is able to stick his leg out, and is able to beat trap uh, for the goal. I, I mean, it was almost something out of nothing. Um, what were your thoughts at that point? You're, you go from being up one to now it's tied to now you're down one almost in just seconds, really. A few minutes. Yeah. It's, it definitely was really frustrating. I mean, we've been this season, we've kind of been when been going back and forth between uh, a quasi back forward, a back three, having Hasebe playing up uh, a little bit farther up the field occasionally, which I've, I've really enjoyed watching that. Uh, I think that's been well for us. Um, but to see him, he just came kind of, he came from the right side and just slipped in. There was already uh, one or two Stuttgart players in front of him, mm-hmm. and he just slipped right in between. Uh, I think it was uh, the way that it was at the time. I think it was he actually slipped in between uh, Hinteregger and Indica, I think. Um, but he just came right in. He was unmarked, and it was it, – yeah, he did a great job. Um, the touch was a little, like, you know, a smidge messy, and even once it went in, he was like, okay, I'll take it. And it was like <laughs> – as a, as a neutral player, it was a good goal. He made a good move in. As mm-hmm. a Frankfurt fan, uh, a little disappointed that it went in you yeah. know, completely un- unmarked. But it was, it was a good goal. It was a yeah, good it's goal. crazy. The, the kid is so tall. And I think we've been a big, you know, paying attention to him here on this end. And, uh, but he's got the feet of a midfielder. He, he's, he passes like a midfield player, but he's, a, he's got the height and the aerial ability of a striker. I mean, he's just – He's everything yeah. you want. Um, he's getting a lot of attention. There's already rumors that Leipzig is looking at him. Um, I hope we can hold on to him for a bit. I mean, that's kind of the Stuttgart way. We develop somebody, and then we sell him off. And, you know, that's I'm sure that's what yeah. a lot of clubs do. But he, I think, that was at goal number 12, I think. He's just been um, – He's 12 or 13, yeah. Yeah. And so he was – and then so I'm celebrating. I'm like, all right, we're up. Let's do this. And I don't think I had a chance to actually um, – celebrate very long get my hands down from celebrating before a costage comes down and gets um what was a deserved almost exact replay of his first uh, goal that was exactly over. and that's why i was like this is amazing and 
The only difference was instead of Jovic making the pass to Kostic, Jovic tried to take a shot. It was blocked. Kostic picked up the mess, shot it, same shot, far post. <laughs> and at just, yeah, I think um, my wife keeps telling me I need to not yell so much or the neighbors are going to start being concerned. <laughs> uh, but I'm not, I, I can't help it. It was, it was definitely very emotional. I think the official count was 108 seconds after Kalajic's goal. Yeah. Uh, Kostic put it in the net and, and it, and I felt, I think we were what, somewhere around the 65th minute, 65th, 70th Yeah, I think it was 67 minutes and, and 68, yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's when I, and I thought, again, I thought we we're going to see another goal or two. I still thought even, you know, with 20, 25 minutes left, I really thought we were going to see more. But it was, again, it was two big attacking teams mm-hmm. going against, you know, not terrible defenses. And Right. Well, that was actually my next, run. yeah, my next question is like the last 15 to 20 minutes of that match, I'm thinking to myself, this we, Frankfurt is just peppering, just peppering our side of the pitch. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, this is going to be the time where the more veteran side, the more experienced side, the fourth best team in the league, you know, on the table is going to put one behind mm-hmm. us because we're just, um, we're under constant pressure here. So I was really surprised too, that they were able to hold on a little bit, especially uh, Moderato, our coach started to sub in guys who are a little bit more offensive the last five minutes or so. Um, Darko yeah. Chulnif and then uh, Sisse uh, made to get some speed in there to, you know, to kind of help uh, on the defensive end. But yeah, I was, that last 15, 20 minutes was stressful as a Stuttgart fan. Uh, I think the shot total by the end of the game was 20 shots to Frankfurt, eight shots to uh, Stuttgart. Uh, I think only one was on goal for Stuttgart. Um, yeah, that last 15, 20 minutes, I, I agree with you. That was stressful time for us. Um, I'm kind of, as a Stuttgart fan, I will walk away with a 1-1 draw all day long. Um, how are you feeling after that match? I think it feels good overall. I think the general sense, the general sense, um, we were a little frustrated with the first half. Um, second half definitely picked up, was a little bit better. And I think it was kind of the same for both teams. And that the first half, there was some missed passes, some missed opportunities that were pretty close, but, you know, uh, pretty close, but no cigar. And... Uh, the second half for me, it was good to see uh, Jovic, for, you know, for us. I mean, that was a big, a whole big drama thing that went on for a long time um, with, with Rayal and, and having him back on a six-month loan. And, you know, he came in and made a splash as a late second-half sub in the first couple of games and then uh, got his first start against Bayern and didn't really have a, a major impact. And then um, here with Stuttgart, again, the first half, he was pretty silent. Second half still was also a little bit silent, but definitely uh, seemed a lot stronger in the second half. And so I think it's really the, for me, overall, okay with the draw with Stuttgart, all things considered. I think um, it, I feel a little bit better. I, I don't like saying this out loud. I feel a little bit better after Bayern beat Dortmund, their classicer, <laughs> uh, keeps Bayern, you know, keeps, keeps Dortmund off of us just a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, which is definitely helpful. You know, I'm, I'm fine with where we are right now, letting Bayern and Leipzig you know, chase for the top, um, just watching the teams beneath us and right around us, you know, Wolfsburg as well being just off of us uh, in third. Um, but I think it's for me, the next, the next game is what I'm really looking at. Um, you know, where we're sitting in fourth, we're just a, a few points ab- above, uh, above Dortmund. And uh, after seeing Jovic kind of come to light a little bit more in the second half, uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what, you know, seeing Jovic, Silva, Yunus, Kostic, uh, 
really looking forward to seeing what's going to happen. Well, that, that was actually kind of where I, I wanted to wrap this up with you is, so you guys are currently fourth on the table. You're two points behind Wolfsburg. You're three to four points ahead of uh, Leverkusen and Dortmund, who, I mean, this is a topic for another podcast, but those two clubs have just, yikes, yeah. um, struggled a bit. So we got 10 games to go. I was looking up your guys' next five. You got Leipzig, yep. um, Union is in there, then Dortmund, Wolfsburg, and a Gladbach team who maybe by then will figure things out. But at this point, they are yikes. So you got Leipzig, Union, Dortmund, Wolfsburg, Gladbach, a lot of teams that are right around where you're at. How are you feeling for those, uh, those next five? Yeah, I feel pretty good. I think, you know, there's a, again, there's a lot of talk in the, in the fan community. I think we've seen a great chance to beat Leipzig, uh, knock on wood, uh, <laughs> just a little, just a little superstitious. Um, I think we, we've seen a good chance to beat Leipzig. We're in, we're still in very good form. Our bench is looking great. We did have, um, Torre went out with an injury, which was, which was rough. You know, he was subbed on in the second half and mm. ended up getting subbed off with injury. Um, for Union, um, you know, they were, we've kind of, in a way, almost reversed roles. I mean, they were in the top half of the table. They were in the top five for a little while there. And, and that's a team that, that I don't, I have no hatred for. I have no disdain for right. know, that Cinderella story of the Bundesliga. Um, and then going down to Dortmund, I mean, I think it, it kind of shows that, you know, Holland went off um, in Dare Klassiker with a, it looked like just kind of a scratch to his ankle. Um, and, you know, of course, they're wrapped up in the Champions League and everything as well. So I think we can definitely take advantage of that. Mm -hmm. uh, I think, honestly, it's, it's Wolfsburg that I'm the most nervous about on the 10th. Um, you know, again, they're right they're right beside us, as you know, as is Dortmund and, and Union isn't far behind. And mm -hmm. but I think it's Wolfsburg that's got me the most the most nervous. And I have a, a friend here that uh, she grew up in Wolfsburg and we always do a little bit of banter uh, around <laughs> game time. So I'm sure this being the second half of the season, this being the Rook Runder, I'm sure that uh, the banter might not be so kind to this time <laughs> around, but I'm feeling really good. I mean, I, I really think looking at the rest of the schedule, how we're performing, um, I, I really feel feel good that we're going to finish in the Champions League position. It's hard not to see some combination of you guys or Wolfsburg in that 3-4 mm -hmm. spot. Yeah, I agree. Looking, yeah. um, you guys both play some nice defense. Uh, your guys' offense is exciting. Um, it's going to be in Dortmund and Gladbach. I just, I mean, I, I, maybe I shouldn't even put Gladbach in this conversation, but they just seem to be, there's a lot of turmoil around those clubs, some in the boardroom, yeah. some, it seems like with the coaching staff, it looks like you guys, you know, can take advantage of that. Like you said, you, you're just focused on the, the Bundesliga right now. And there's a lot to be said for just having that one match, you know, every week there. Ah, uh, Stuttgart has, yeah. let's see, Dorman on the 10th and Wolfsburg on the 21st. So we will see if we can uh, maybe similar schedules help out a little, uh, our Midwest brothers here um, over in Indianapolis and see if we can, we can do our part. Um, Amanda, this was great talking to a fellow Bundesliga fan, uh, just a state away as we're based here in Cleveland and you guys are in Indianapolis. Um, people can reach you as it uh, E-F-C-I-N-D-Y on Twitter, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, again, Amanda, thanks so much for joining us today and good luck in your next matchup uh, against Leipzig. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, hopefully. Yeah, thanks a lot, Travis. It was nice being here. <laughs> Welcome back to part three, where we get into our predictions for the next week. Match day, I believe 30, uh, 25, 25 is coming up upon us. So first off, 
Look at the uh, Stuttgart match. Uh, Stuttgart is ninth on the table now. They finally moved out of 10th, and they're going to take on 11th place Hoffenheim. Uh, Hoffenheim, let's see, what is their run of form in the last uh, few? Both of these teams have are undefeated in their last four games, the number of draws and wins. So they're both undefeated in the last uh, four. When they met up match day eight, it was a 3-3 draw that was back and forth, but a Mark Oliver Kempf goal in the 93rd minute earned Stuttgart the draw in this one. And I think I recall this was the COVID game where uh-huh. Hoffenheim was missing six, seven, eight players because of, of uh, COVID. And I was expecting a big win. Didn't turn out that way, but we got the point. So these two teams match up again. Um, thoughts, Austin, on this match next week? Baden-Württemberg rivalry, I suppose. Um, well, I couldn't tell you one person that plays for Hoffenheim. I, I don't know the roster. I don't know who. And so I, I think Stuttgart's going to play well. I think they're going to come off the high of playing – Frankfurt so well and I think they're gonna they're gonna take three points here yeah that's interesting yeah I don't know boy yeah Hoffenheim's kind of one of those clubs that you're just not too familiar with and I don't know if I want to (laughs) Jeff uh, thoughts on that match ninth versus 11th on the table Um, what do you think well, I like, you know, I remember that first game you guys played. I remember you talk, talking to you about they were missing like eight starters. Unbelievable. And just thought it was going to be a walkover game. I'm not sure Hoffenheim ever got their players back. I mean, you're talking about a team in Stuttgart who I think at that point also in the season didn't know what they had. I think Stuttgart is by far the better team. So I'm going to take Stuttgart in this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm liking our chances. It's The team is playing a little loose right now. They played well against Frankfurt. They've taken care of business the last three or four matches. Um, they're going to be missing Silas. I think he's got a yellow card accumulation, so he's going to be out. I don't think Nico Gonzalez is going to be back yet. He just got back from Argentina um, and is going to get out of quarantine, I think, today as we record this on Sunday. So we will be missing some of the firepower, but it's another game that I'm looking forward to because win, lose, or draw, you know what? (laughs) It's it's oddly mid-table is a strange place to be. I don't know how, how I'm going to get used to this at all speaking of it all last week with our predictions i won the week four and four jeff came in second at three and five and austin came in last at two and six although we're not sure what the it was, final a, it was a draw oh so yep. this this match zero zero. Oh, the billfeld match was a draw um austin won that one so actually Austin went three and six to tie jeff so we got that. So our predictions uh, overall, let's see, Travis is 14 and 12. Jeff, you're 13 and 13 now. And Austin, you are 13 and 13. So we're still at least 500 or above. So let's start out here. Uh, the Friday match, you're going to have Augsburg at Gladbach. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me phrase that. Augsburg is hosting Gladbach. Um, Augsburg just, let's see, fell two to one to Hertha Berlin. Augsburg is getting half a goal, Jeff, half a goal. Gladbach is a disaster. They've only scored one point in their last 15. They just lost to Leverkusen. Ever since their coach said, I'm out of here, they have been just sinking. I never bet against Augsburg ever. So, Jeff, I'm taking Augsburg. What say you? Augsburg seems to be like they win one, lose one, win one, lose one. Which Gladbach 
has not been looking good lately either. But I I need to get the game back. I'm going to take Mushin Gladbach in that game. All right, Austin. I'm taking Osberg in this one. They're the home team um, from a uh, fiber standpoint. Uh, Gladbach sitting at 33 points. We're sitting at 34. So I need Osberg to help us out next week. All right. That's two votes for Augsburg here. I also found a Augsburg supporters group in North America, by the way. Huh. Um, huh. It sounded like really interesting. Good yeah, we bantered back and forth during the game. Um, I'm a, how, how many members do they have an Augsburg support group? I, I mean, I was almost one of them. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> yeah. Depending on how the, how the season goes for Hennis, you may still be one of them. God. We'll it's my backup right. plan. Yeah, yeah. All right. Next up, Wolfsburg is hosting poor, poor Schalke. Wolfsburg lost two to one at Hoffenheim. Their first loss in their last five games. Schalke got the draw at Mainz. They needed way more than that. It is Wolfsburg minus a goal. I am going Wolfsburg minus the goal. Jeff. Wolfsburg still has a ton to play for right now. They're third in the table, just ahead of Frankfurt, I think, right now. And shock is awful. I'm going to take Wolfsburg minus one. That seems easy to me. I, I, could, I could honestly say that I don't see Wolfsburg, Wolfsburg losing another game this year. <laughs> Wolfsburg. <laughs> the, mighty, mighty, the mighty dogs of Wolfsburg. Yeah, if you recall last week's episode, Austin uh, proudly proclaimed that Wolfsburg would never lose again. In fact... <laughs> They lost their midweek Pokal game and then lost to Hoffenheim. So they're, they're, they're 0-2 since Austin's bold prediction. You're welcome. Uh. <laughs> All right. Oh, good. All right. Bremen is hosting Bayern Munich. Bremen had that 1-1 draw today versus Cologne. Bremen is getting a goal and a half. Okay, so Las Vegas says... They need a goal and a half in this game. Bayern just defeated Dortmund four to two. They have, let's see, of their last five, they've got three wins and a draw. I, I, I am going to take Bayern minus the points. Jeff? Bremen is probably the second best team in the league right now. <laughs> um, you know, they came week. off a two to one <laughs> victory over Frankfurt, and now they drew. Uh, against Cologne, which is probably the third best team in the league. Forget about <laughs> But they are, of course, behind the best team in the league in this game. I'm going to take Bayern minus one and a half. All righty. Uh, well, let's see. You got Bremen. They're sitting at 27 points. They're five ahead of Cologne right now. So, yeah, I'm going to take Bayern because they're Bayern and Bremen is Bremen. Yeah, it's a clean sweep. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of analysis, folks, that people come here for. All right, here you go, Jeff. This is your moment to uh, to rant a bit. Union Berlin. Uh, let's see, they've got draw, win, draw, and they drew today, correct? In the uh -huh. last four. Minus half a goal. Minus half a goal. This is our hosting, second game in a row. Hosting clone. Yeah, second game in a row that we need we need a win. And honestly, I think we played better on the road anyways. This home, what they say, six points we got at home this entire year, one win. It's awful. So we need a win. So of course we are not going to. Um, it's gonna be a draw again. Um, so I'm gonna take 
Well, you know what? No. I'm going to take Cologne, I think. Plus Whoa. A, I'm going to take Cologne plus, plus a half. You know, I'm going to do it. This is a shocking development. I know. Listen, I've gone against them all year long, but I've got to vote from them. I need to get a win, Pat. All right. All right. Austin, what, what do you say here? That's, that's interesting. Um, well, I, I got to say this. Uh, uh, Freiburg needs Cologne to win, so I got to take Union. Yeah, yeah. I also, we are both in Union, so we are going to take Union in this one. Minus and, and besides, didn't, didn't Austin say, like, he said that Wolfsburg would never, they would never lose again. They've lost twice in a row. And he also said that Cologne would never win again, which, I, is, I which looks good for Cologne fans right now. So I would say this, that Austin has the exact same amount of wins and predictions that you have. So. <laughs> I'll keep my mouth shut from now on. <laughs> um, Jeff, do you want to take a moment to talk about uh, Cologne? We all watched that game today. Um, your Billy Goats are in a relegation battle. I need more than a moment to talk about Cologne right now. They, you know what though, Travis? I, okay, I'm going to go back. We're probably lucky to get the draw on that game. Open field, we can't do anything. Mm-hmm. I think Giscalls, I think he's got to go. I think he's got to go. And they said, they mentioned a few times during the game, he's the only coach in the bottom five that still hangs on, but we've got no tactics whatsoever zero zilch we got some guys that can move the ball up the field they talk about speed uh jacob's got some speed i think wolf was the fastest guy i don't i have no idea how that happened um we've got all the speed we've got guys that run down we cross the ball to nobody it's almost like like when you play high school soccer you know you're supposed to cross the ball and you so you just hit the ball blindly in a spot and hope the guys that someone's there that's exactly kind of what we do. And then we have the ball. We pass around with upper third, and there's no production whatsoever. And unless we have a set play or a botched play, I don't see how we're going to score. Even the guy said, you know, uh, wait until Anderson. We need to get Anderson back. Anderson's awful. Anderson is awful. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I like some playmakers on our team. We've got, They also said there was only one goal with the striker this entire season. One unbelievable stats to me right there see how we're going to get we're going to stay up unless we draw the next 10 games and we i I, we we, it's frustrating it's very very frustrating there's no tactics i do think the coach has to go and i honestly think if they don't win or at least draw next week i think he's got to go by the following week i think he's got to go we need we need some boost to keep us up because we are going to be in big big trouble pretty soon if we don't yeah when they started mentioning uh, anderson as the savior mm-hmm. but then you're like everybody on that team looks like they're five foot seven like who are you going to cross the ball to anyway it's just yeah. um, it, it, it's it's interesting because oh, a couple of weeks ago jeff was talking about uh when we're having the discussion about indo about being in the right place at the right time mm-hmm. it's it, cologne seems to have that opposite problem they're, they're putting the ball in the right place but there's nobody in the right place that's a good call yeah yeah and and if you just fed wolf the ball more i think he'd be all right oh, for <laughs> crying out loud feed the wolf all right i can't hold i can't even now i've been bashing horn for years and everybody knows this and I think Horn actually had a pretty good game. I think Horn probably saved our game, to be quite honest with you. He had some nice saves. I, I think I've got a new <laughs> worst 
like disliked in my world player. And that's gotta be Wolf. I don't, and he came from Dortmund. Dortmund's like, get this guy out of here. <laughs> right? I mean. Yeah, that, that's rough. Um, that's rough. Speaking of rough, awesome. We're gonna go to your Freiburg right now. It's a pickup. You guys are traveling to Mainz. Uh, Mainz has two draws and one win in the last five. You've got two draws and uh, two wins and one draw in your last five. Coming off a big loss to Leipzig, though. You guys are traveling to Mainz. It's a pick em. I am, boy, it's a tough one. I'm going to go Freiburg in this one. Austin, what about you? Austin, hold on a second. I want to say this off the record. You're saying that Frankfurt threw the game against Leipzig? <laughs> I just, Freiburg. What? What, Enough, no, no, Freiburg did the game against uh, Leipzig, I mean. I'm just saying that, that you know. They, you they threw got, a game against a team that's way better than you are. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just saying that that if you look at it, you know, Nagelsmann said, hey, look, man, if, if you lose, you're still mid-table. There's no loss there. You know, give Listen. Us- and, we and, throw the game against right. Bayern and Dortmund every single year. I get it. <laughs> and then Strike was like, look, okay, we'll do that. But there's a guy over in Ukiah who says you're only going to win by three goals so or win by three to one. So you got to keep it at three goals. That's all. The conspiracy theory grows. <laughs> all right. Okay. I want. I just. I was just unsure. Okay. It's so much legitimacy. Hey, hey, when you have a winning team, you expect to win, Jeff. Well, with that, I think we'll get into it. (laughs) You shut this guy up. Speaking of Dortmund, they are coming off a big loss at Munich and their classicer, which I didn't watch, to be honest. I was too busy watching Mainz and Schalke. That was my classicer. But, Austin, you almost nailed this one. Um, Holland almost had Dortmund up by himself, but Bayern did what Bayern did, came back and won. Uh, Dortmund is hosting Hertha, who's coming off a big win. Dortmund minus a goal. I'm going to actually take Hertha in this one, plus the goal, plus the goal. Um, Austin, what about you? Uh, I'm taking Dortmund. I mean, I'll say this. Hertha, Hertha, they're, they're my team that I like to watch more than when it's just not one of our teams. They're, they're, they're a fun team to watch. They're not great, but they're fun to watch for some reason. But I still think Dortmund's going to pull this one out. Yeah. Jeff? Um, you know, what's funny about Hertha. I think you could describe them, like you said, about uh, Frankfurt is, is robust. Um, they came off a really big win against Augsburg, to be honest with you. That was a much needed win for them. But I think Dortmund's just got too much talent. I think, and you know what, they've got a lot to play for. They're, they're kind of like, you know, their fans expecting to be in the Champions League every single year. And they're right in the border right now. So I'm going to take, I'm going to take Dortmund in that game minus the point. All right, which takes us to Leverkusen, another club that's struggling a little bit. They're going to be hosting Arminia Bielefeld, who's coming off a midweek game. And that's why I am going to take Leverkusen. Uh, Arminia's got a lot of games coming up. That's going to be tough on a team that's kind of small like they are. I'm going to take Leverkusen minus a goal. Austin. Well, ever since I have selected or pitched my cart or hooked my cart up to Bielefeld, they haven't lost. So I'm going to continue that trend. I'm going with Bielefeld. All right. Jeff. I think they're going to throw everything at that game on Wednesday and have nothing left for the weekend game. So I'm taking Leverkusen. Okay. And our last one is we are wrapping this up here. Leipzig is hosting Frankfurt. Leipzig minus a goal. I would love to take the over on this one. I'm Leipzig hasn't lost a game in five. I'm going to take Leipzig minus half a goal. 
Austin. I'm picking Leipzig as well. Jeffrey. Leipzig and who again? Leipzig is hosting Frankfurt. Uh, I'm going to take Frankfurt in that game. Oh, all right. Yeah. All right. Well, that is going to be a wrap for us at Valhalla Garden Americana this week. Thank you so much for joining us. And, oh, the big game tomorrow, Kiel at Hamburg on uh, the B2. That's a huge game. I might actually see if I can catch some of that one. Um, but in the meantime, Jeffrey, thank you. Austin, thank you. And we will catch up with you guys match day 26 as we discuss how Stuttgart does against Hoffenheim. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. See you later, guys. Thank <laughs> you.